No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. Christmas Eve edition of No Catch Up. What's happening? Man, what's going on, man? 50 degree day on Christmas Eve. It's beautiful. It's lovely. I was getting some last minute shopping in this morning. I actually had a good ass morning already. I went and got a workout in. I grabbed some last minute presents. You already know. Yeah, I mean, the weather being like this has made uh, that last minute shit not too bad. Like, I was out getting some shit yesterday. You know, normally, you know, it's all crazy. You know, the 23rd, 24th, everybody's out shopping. Um, but again, man, when it's like 50 degrees, the sun is shining. You know what I mean? Nice nice little light jacket or the hoodie is all you need. Get the windows down and the whip. Uh, it's a beautiful Oh, you said you had the windows down? Oh, I had, I had, bro, I had the I had You the had the windows down? I had the, I had the sunroof <laughs> back. I'm taking it in. And tomorrow is supposed to be like 54 degrees. It's crazy. Oh, I already know. It. I feel it. You know, yeah. Like snow, snow was cool when you were a kid, man. When you get older, you, don't, you know, you don't want to deal with that snow shit. Well, you got a crib too, so that's that, that's extra work for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, shoveling and all that. Yeah, I'm good. It don't mean much for me. What you got going on? What are you gonna do for the holidays? Uh, we're actually going down to uh to my girl's mom's house, <laughs> which is all the way south, like 103rd. That's what everybody so does, man. People, I feel like people yeah. don't even kick it with their own family no more. They go where their girls are going. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you on the same thing? I bought the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of you know, it's one of those sacrifices you make, but it's all good, man. I'm gonna eat good, you know. You know how it goes. Man. Yeah, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. You can't, you can't, you can't knock the holidays. Of course not. We're gonna talk about Bears Chiefs. I was at the game. I mean, what do we expect, right? We're gonna talk about that yeah. NFL roundup. Uh, I want to touch on Minnesota Green Bay last night. I want to touch on the Patriots. I want to get your – I need to get your Patriots take on wax before we go into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? I need to know exactly where we stand on the Patriots. And then, of course, we'll talk NBA. The Christmas slate looks crazy. LeBron and AD will play. Uh, that was just confirmed a little bit ago. Yeah, so we'll I saw go, that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go through that. And um, I want to touch on that Isaiah Thomas thing, too, man. I got a story that actually <laughs> happened to me recently where I, I feel like Isaiah through and through. So we're going to talk about that. And you know how we do. There, there'll be tons of different stuff sprinkled in. But uh, let's get to it. Yeah. I get invited. Shout out my guy, Jay Hey, Jason Hayward. Had the sweep for the, for the Bears-Chiefs game. He tells me to come through. I'm like, perfect. I'm going to go watch Mahomes. But how do I – my expectations were, let's see – I know we're a bad football team, right? That That's already clear. We have one of the worst offenses in the league. The D has been putting up a fight all year. Not as good as last year, but there's a lot of different reasons that we've gone over multiple times for that. Let's see what type of game plan we can put together. But let's see if we have some pride. Because that that's really what this was all about, right? Before I get into my spiel, did you have any expectations going into the game? 
Nada. Zero. No, what? Not, not, I had, I had an expectation. Nah, not a single one. I mean, there was not a single. If it was anything, it was like, just like, can we not get embarrassed on Sunday Night Football well, again? And, and again, like, not to keep talking about the weather, but when the weather was nice, I knew we were in trouble too. I was like, oh, we're in trouble. Bro, he going to come mean? in like, here and throw that joint all around everywhere yeah, he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, our, our December advantage is that negative, you know, or that eight degree weather where nobody wants to come in here and play all pretty. But when it was 45 degrees, you know, people was outside kicking it. I'm like, oh, man. Like, well, this was the thing, too. I just peeped <laughs> I just peeped Mahomes in the snow last week, and they weren't phased by that at all. Yeah. So I'm like, man, yeah, it's it, it could get really ugly. But let me, let me jump into my thoughts, and I'm sure you'll piggyback and we could go from here. But this is what I'm thinking, right? I'm watching the game. It's an embarrassment from the start. We're not prepared. It's unorganized. We can't do anything on offense. The script is bad. The play calling is bad, right? But the loss is telling for me because we had nothing to play for but pride, the fans, for the coach, for your other teammates, themselves. And it was still one of the worst losses of the season. I know the Chiefs are one of the best teams in the AFC, but the only thing on the line is playing for the name on the back of your jersey, the fans that show up every single week and who were there Sunday night. Your coach, who everyone says you're behind and you like and this, that, and the third they believe in all that forget about winning playoffs none of that is in play it doesn't matter right it's all about pride and they come out and show up like that it's embarrassing and it tells me a lot of what i need to know about more more so the coaching staff because the boys weren't ready to play they, they didn't care <laughs> and you say one of the worst lo- and that was the worst loss of the season when we lost by 23 points at home you know, if you're going off, you know, just, you know, the score and everything like that, that's the worst loss of the season. I get it. It's a, it's a better team. But, yeah, I mean, you hit it right on the head. They were not prepared. They didn't seem like they were playing hard. Again, the, they opened up with what the Chiefs had a, a nine-minute first first drive. It was like 17 plays, eight minutes, nine minutes. Yep. Um, you know, really reminded me of that Cowboys drive a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, when shit like that is happening, yeah, you already know what it is. I mean, it, it, again, an eight-minute drive. You know what I mean? They're just doing whatever they want to, just marching down the field, taking their time. It's slight work. They come into your building and they do that. You know, and I think it's just, it just shows what this team has been about pretty much. Shit, since week five, really. You know, they've just been laying down. And then we had this and little... Like, I get it. Like, we've been hard on the offense and shit, but this is past that now. Absolutely right. And, I mean, I think we had this little three-game stretch where we beat two really bad teams and then another bad team in Dallas and had that foo-foo like, oh, we're back. Trubisky deserves to be the quarterback next year. He's proved it. Scratch all that, man. Nobody in the organization deserves anything right now, in my opinion. No, those were bad teams that we we beat. Absolutely. we, We beat the Giants. We beat the Lions and we beat the Cowboys. I mean, we lost to the Rams. Really not bad. Very good either. Really bad and then bad. Yeah, and, and and backup quarterbacks too, right? I don't. We didn't. We didn't face Stafford either game, did we? No. Yeah. So we've been playing against backup quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Whether it's Jeff Blau or whatever. I don't even remember the guy's name. David Blatt. 
Blau, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> yeah, it was you Blau. I, mean? I don't guy, remember his yeah. first name. Yeah. Yeah, some guy who probably has a second job. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, yeah. And, you no know, we're facts. Ready yeah, we're ready to pat ourselves on the back. Like, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's and then like you, you hit it right on the head though. The pride, like we were supposed to come out, play hard. Last game at home. It's Sunday night football. Home. Sunday night football at home, prime time. Everybody's watching. Beautiful day on the lakefront, and it's like we, we just lay an egg. You Yo. know, we can talk about the Trubisky overthrow if we want to. We can talk about again the defense just getting marched on if we want to. But really, it's the overall thing is just the, the lack of pride, the lack of execution, the lack of being prepared, more bad play calling from this head coach, um, who I've, I've just really completely lost faith in. Like record aside, I've just completely lost faith in this guy. And then it's not the record; it's the decisions. That's a good point. The you know decisions I mean? like, are bad. The team yeah. doesn't look prepared to play, dude. Yeah. Like, forget about everything else. At least, at the very least, the team needs to be disciplined and prepared to play. I get that there's nothing to play for, but then that, that's where your job really gets amplified. Yeah. A, a perfect example is the, the the Arizona Cardinals. Going into the game, I think they were either 4-8-1 or 4-9-1. Four wins, nine losses, and a tie. They go on the road to Seattle, who has everything to play for, going into Week 17 matchup against San Francisco. They're fighting for seeding in the NFC playoffs. Kyler Murray, their starting quarterback, the number one pick in the draft, goes out, and they're still playing hard as fuck, and and they still end up winning the game. Brett Hundley comes in, and they still win the game. On the road in Seattle. I'll give you a better example. The Miami Dolphins. Look, they've been trading away players since before the season started, right? And they've won four ball games this year. That team has no business winning four ball games. But they play hard for that dude. That dude can coach my team right now. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Miami should be 0-15. So, there, there are like there are teams playing hard around the league with nothing to play for. There are teams trying to lose games that are still playing hard. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a perfect example. Miami, Arizona, like, yeah, they are playing hard for their coach. That's telling. It's telling. It's telling. Bring me the brother from uh, Miami. Or we could fire uh, Nagy and bring me, bring me the, the what's, what's Buddy's name? I don't Brian even know Flores. Buddy. I don't, I don't know Buddy's Brian name. Flores, the brother, yeah. Brian but I Flores. know that yeah. they're playing hard. Play hard every week. We in our final home game on national TV against a good team, and we know the the narrative is going to be Trubisky versus Mahomes, and this is a matchup. Blah blah blah. Even that's something you could hang your hat on if you're Mitch and and, and Nagy. Like, hey, let's go show some folks that you you can hang it in, in some capacity. It's, it was embarrassing. The last home game of the year. It, it it just it's inexcusable and it's telling and it's telling at the the coaching staff more than the players but the players as well. The players are part of it too. Absolutely, everybody's a part of it, man. Everybody's a part of it. You know, what I mean, like the the blame can be passed all the way around this year. 
you know, again, like I wasn't overly critical of the defense for the first half of the year, but you know, I, I'm 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 giving them their due too because they just laid down. It's just a lot of laying down, man. I really I hate quit. You know, like I like if you you could play, you could be terrible and play hard. You know what I mean? Like the Bears have had some bad teams that have played hard, but like I felt like down the stretch, this team was just like fuck it. And Sunday night was was you know. The, 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 the it was the culmination of, of it. it, exactly right. All of it, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it was, 26-3, a 23-point loss at home. You put up one field goal. You don't even score a touchdown. 10 of, the, 10 of the 15 games, listen to these stats I was reading. 10 of the 15 games, we haven't scored a touchdown in the first half. That is out of pocket. Inexcusable, especially when we're talking about a guy that's like, this is supposed to be the offensive man. Well, he's an offensive coordinator. And remember, the beginning of the game is where it's scripted, right? So what what, did we talk about? What what is he scripting? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. What is he scripting? (laughs) Like, it's tough. It's crazy. If you're not coming out the game, putting up points on the board, if you don't have long, sustained drives like what are being hung on us, what are you scripting? What are you putting together? What are you game planning for? Then we have 10 games where we haven't scored in the fourth quarter at all. 10 ball games we haven't scored any points in the fourth quarter. I think we only score in the third quarter. We're not starting games with anything. We're not closing games. With I mean, it's just ridiculous. The whole shit needs to be revamped. And I, I and I've already gotten past that we're going to replace Mitchell Trubisky with another uh, another quarterback. That's not happening. It's not happening. He'll be back next year, and he will yeah. be the number one. But at the very least, bring in someone that can be of competition or, or make him feel a threat, even if you know he's going to play. I don't man, make him scared. He's too comfortable. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Know. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. I, combined I, I with not being be- that guy, but yeah. Combined I mean, with not would- being very good and being a mediocre quarterback, he also is just chilling out like he knows he's going to play every week and he's going to yeah. he has the keys. Do the Mike Brabel. Do the Mike Brabel. On Mike, me. You know what, Marcus? I'm going to go ahead and trade for Tannehill. You're going to be the starter on day 1, but I'm going to keep that pressure. And what happened? Tan- and and, and Mariota couldn't hack it. He threw Tannehill in there, and the rest is history. Those boys are going to the playoffs. Bro, Mitchell Trubisky and, and Marcus Mariota are so similar, it's almost unfathomable for me. I haven't watched too much Mariota, Mariota professional games, but I, I can't imagine that he misses open receivers left and right. But I know he just doesn't take the shot. Well, that but, and he's just yeah. like a guy that's always been in a comfortable spot that knew he was going to play. And yep. he he was he was the quarterback over there for what four four five full seasons almost, yeah. And they were a seven win team every time. They're very similar to us. Yeah. Tennessee have a good defense. They'll win eight games, nine games, and they never won twelve. I don't think, but but you know what? I don't see them quitting on that dude. Well, Vrabel's also he he just came in what a couple of years ago, but yeah, yeah. He was and he was playing five years ago, so I mean, you know that yeah yeah so. Yeah. It was one of those guys where, like, he he's going to get you to play hard. We yeah. we got a we have a fake rah rah guy 
that's offense isn't working. And I know he doesn't have a quarterback, but it's a little bit of both, man. It's no offensive scheme. It's no quarterback. It's both. Mitchell would be better with someone that was scheming it a little bit better for him. And Nagy would be better off with a little better quarterback, of course. But it, it, falls, on, it, it falls on both of them. What's the plan going for it? Yeah, so I actually wrote a couple things down yeah. um, on what I think the Bears should do. So number one, first, a few things. <clears throat> actually, in no real particular order. Number one, get a tight end. Get a tight end. Period, point blank. Get a tight end. One that can play, one that can produce, one that can be that safety valve for Mitch, one that can move the chains. Just please get a tight end in the madness. Cut Adam Shaheen should never be come back into Chicago. Man, I told y'all about him from the start, man. Ask him for his home address and send him box him his stuff and send him his stuff home. That's it. Trey Burden, I just it, just it, bye. I don't care if it's dead money. Lie, it, just, it needs to go. Bye. Find a tight end. That should be the tight That's end. That's an interesting situation. It seems like it's a little bit of like, I'm kind of banged up to like, I don't really want to be here anymore. Yeah, I don't want to play. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. I, I still don't know what he's been out with, but he, he's been out. And when he's there, he's not even that good. Um, also... As far as the running game goes, Tariq Cohen is not RB2. At all. You can use him in a certain way. Is he a weapon? Absolutely. But Nagy started using him a lot like RB2 this year. Oh, it's third and one by the goal line. Let's give it to Tariq Cohen. You got to get another running back in there. For the people right? that don't know, who who is RD? Huh? The acronym. Break it down for the for oh. the folks that don't know. Running back two, the second running back? Yes. Yes. Correct. So RB2 is your second running back, your backup running back. He can be your change of pace back, however you want to use him, but just another back there. But that's not Tariq Cohen. It's just not Tariq Cohen, right? You need to get another running back in there, someone, just another back, but it cannot be Tariq Cohen. Um, establish the run going forward. Like, he needs to establish the run, period, point blank, I don't care if you got to script a bunch of running plays, even in non-running situations, you need to establish the run. That's not just me being Nick. Like, Do we have the personnel? Football Do we have the personnel right now? To, to establish the I don't know. We don't know because he didn't even try. You know what I mean? We don't know. We don't know what it would look like if he literally said we're going to run the ball 30 times. What did New England do the other day? Say, so, you know what, man, fuck it. We're just going to run the ball. We cannot score throwing the ball. We're just going to run it. It works. No defense wants to play against the run all game. It's tiring. It hurts. So establish the run. Find a way to establish the run. you got to commit to a run to figure out if it's going to work. But he needs to do that. Um, I'm cool with the receivers. I think between Robinson, Gabriel, Miller, you're going to be fine. Um, Tony Miller came along great towards the end of the year. Yeah, Miller came along great at the end of the year. You just got to get him right at the beginning of the year, but the offense was a mess. So I think when the offense is a mess, receivers can go one of two ways. You know how receivers are. Sometimes if shit's not working, there's like, fuck it, I'm not just going to run around for nothing. Um, and then well, you know what else you need to do? You got you to start on the line, on the defensive and offensive line. Offensively, you got to make some changes. Charles Leno's not it. You know what I mean? You got you got to figure out what's going on over there. And the defensively, you need to get some depth. You can't have a situation where Akeem Hicks goes down and literally the entire defense falls with them. So you need some versatile defensive linemen that can make an impact 
that can help Khalil Mack be Khalil Mack. Because once Akeem Hicks was no more, Khalil Mack was literally non-existent. And the biggest thing about Khalil, because if you go look at the numbers, they're not as as down as you would expect them. Because you didn't. It's like it's, eight sacks. It seems like he disappeared a bit. They just didn't. It seemed like every time we needed a big play in a big spot, he was making it last year. This year, it was kind of the. It just wasn't. Eh, it was like whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he and, and of course he was seeing tons of doubles. How about this? I'll close it like like this. Khalil Mack is the least of our problems. Exactly. You feel me? Yeah. But, yeah, it it, it it would be nice that if Akeem Hicks didn't go down, that all of a sudden we look super mediocre on the whole I mean, front. the entire defense. So, yeah, if it's that important of a position, then get some depth there. So, I was, if you're asking where I'm starting, I'm starting with the line, both lines, your offensive and your defensive line. That's where football starts, right there, the front seven, front five. Take care of that and worry about the rest later. Because, like you said, Mitch is coming back, so there's no. We could talk all we want to about getting yeah, the hope, dream, all that. All bring that. in some competition. Like I'm great. I'm all for that. Like bring fucking bring in Fitzpatrick. He's always available for that situation. You know, what I mean, if he's bring yo, him in, I would love that actually. Yeah, bring him in. He'll give you three really good games. So those games where Mitch gets hurt or we gotta bench him, Fitzpatrick will come in and, and give you some games. And before he shits all over the place. But, you know, bring that in, you know what I mean? Fix the line, bring in some competition. Tariq is not RB2. And yo, Tariq, yo, I'm a, I'll, I'll say it. I'll keep it like this. Tariq should never get a handoff ever again. Ever. Put him in, do whatever, gimmick him, put him in the slot, let him return punts. If we line up and he gets a touch as a running back, it's, it's just wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. We're using him in the wrong, wrong way. I think he's averaging three yards a carry right now or something like that. Like, yeah, so he is not RB. He's not a running back. He's not a running back. Simple. In the NFL, he's not a running back. Did we even, who was the third running back? It was uh, the white dude, right? Yeah, I know it wasn't Mike Davis who people were trying to gas us up on that. Yeah, we literally gave him two million and he never played. Oh. Why did we believe that shit too? We let Jordan yeah. Howard walk out the door. We're like, oh yeah, don't worry, we got Mike Davis. We got Mike Davis. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, no, I seen the tape of him in Seattle, bro. No, Mike yeah, Davis, he, decent. Yeah, he, had like eight, he had like eight carries in Seattle. No, Mike, decent, bro. No, <laughs> no, yeah. Howard, thousand yard back. Hey, easy. Hey, you know how much, no you know biggie. How much Seattle, hey. You know how much Seattle thought of him? We cut Mike Davis, and they didn't even sign his ass. They went and got Marshawn back. They're like, nah, we're good. Come on. Stop <laughs> it. We're good. They gassed yeah, us good. on that, and we believed that. Believe that was that. that was some bullshit off top. We should have kept Jordan Howard. Yeah, we could have spent that $2 million somewhere else. Come maybe on, on, man. Maybe on a tight end. Come on. Easy. So, yeah, that, that's, that's where I'm at with them. That's what we need to do going forward. If I really had it my way, I would fire um, – Nagy, I just really yeah. think the play call, the play calling down the stretch, not even down the stretch, all 16 weeks has just been atrocious. The play calling has just been bad. I think he had two games that he called well, um, but again, I think two of them were against either New York or Detroit, so it's kind of like whatever. You can't really fuck those games up. So I really lost a lot of confidence in him down the stretch. His press conferences, I can't take them anymore. I'd rather listen to Jim Boylan than Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you said you want to boil it before a nag. Yeah, guys played hard. You know, guys played hard. Guys, 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 guys. 
He starts every press conference. Guys played hard, you know. Guys, uh, guys, guys just, are getting better. Before we get started, better. you know, we guys played hard, and uh, <laughs> guys, you know, we just got to. We played hard first three quarters, fourth quarter. <laughs> guys played hard. All right, we're yeah. we're open to questions. We gotta win the final five. We gotta minutes, win the guys. final you know, five minutes. We had really, shots. You know, guys, guys, guys are working hard. Guys were shooting around early this morning. We're working hard. We missed them. Uh, we we had shots. We missed them. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's like, dog, get this guy out of here ASAP. <laughs> like it's almost like it's almost like a parody film. It's like there's no way this is the actual NBA and this is the coach of the Chicago Bulls. Like it just this it just can't be right. Like this is hard. this guy's a parody. <laughs> this guy's put hard, you know. Why didn't you, know, why didn't you call a timeout when they were on a forty-zero run? It's like, oh, they have to learn. Yeah, it's learning. Jim, learning Jim, they scored hard. forty buckets in a row. They have to learn. His heart is pure. We don't you use know, timeouts. It's like, hearts. stop, bro. Please, this guy's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So both bo- both of them, I would literally drive both those guys to the airport. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Bear down. 2020. <laughs> what did you before? I, I'm going to break down these draft picks yeah. that we got in 2020 because I had to do some research because I feel like people don't know. They're like, yeah, I just know we don't have any ones, but we do have seven picks coming up in the 2020 draft. What did you think before we get to the 2020 draft? What did you think of uh, the Collinsworth comments about Allen Robinson being he'd be the number three on Kansas City? I didn't even hear that. Is that what he said? Oh, uh, bro. Collinsworth said that Allen Robinson would be the third wide receiver. He'd be the third best wide receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs. That's, that's blasphemous. Dog. Come on, bro. Allen, Stop. Uh, look at the two quarterbacks that Allen Robinson has played with in his NFL career and put up numbers. It's Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky. For real, though. This is. I, I, I want I want everybody to understand that. Like That actually reminds me this morning I was watching that NFL 100 thing on the wide receivers. And one of their top ten guys was Larry Fitzgerald, and I thought I was thinking back. I'm like, dude, Larry Fitzgerald's best quarterback he ever played with was like a 36 year old Kurt Warner for like a year and a half. Other than that, he's had straight trash quarterbacks. So if you want to talk about Allen Robinson being a third best, my fault. Uh, the third best, I'm about to say, the third best <laughs> receiver, uh, third best receiver on the Chiefs, but he's putting up numbers from Bortles and Trubisky. Like, stop playing. My guy, Allen Robinson, has has 89 catches for 1,076 yards and seven touchdowns in this offense. On the worst offense in the NFL. We, he has 1,076 yards, and our offense probably has 3,000 total. <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, it's obviously more than that, but get, please cut it out. Didn't he catch, what was it, 2015 or 2016? He caught 14 touchdowns. From Blake Bortles, yeah, that was you right know how before. Hard it is yeah, to catch fourteen touchdowns from Blake Bortles. He probably only threw sixteen touchdowns that year. <laughs> For real, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, come on, don't put yeah, any. That's, if that's, there's anyone on the whole roster, Khalil Mack, anyone on the defense included, Allen Robinson deserves zero slander. Period. Yeah, deserves earned his check every week. Every week should have had eight touchdowns. Are you should've talking about? Are you talking about from Sunday night? That was a missed touchdown Sunday night. Easy, hey, easy touchdown. You ever see? You ever see like when Rodgers misses a throw? Well, he comes right back out and redeems himself. No, 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 bro. They're they're just missed. Oh yeah, yeah. 
like Kirk Cousins and Mitch, they miss shit, and it's it's not even close. Like this is not even like this was never a completion ever in yeah, the history no. of the, like soon as the, soon as it was snapped, it was incomplete. No chance. No chance. Like these guys have no shot to catch a, a lot of these balls. Bears in the twenty twenty draft. They have seven picks, two twos, two second round picks. One's from Oakland. They look like they'll both be middle to late second round. They have two fifth round picks, two sixth round picks, and a seventh round pick. So no first round pick, no third round pick, no fourth round pick. For whatever reason, I think a lot of people think we just don't have any picks (laughs) (laughs) between just between the Mac and Trubisky and kind of just the situation we're in. You could get some good players in the second round. Absolutely. We have to hit on those two picks. Going forward, zero, and if we want margin for error. They're gonna they're gonna be getting snaps next year, those two second round picks, or they should be. Or in the rota in the rota. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. We're gonna need a corner too. I don't think you mentioned that. I think Prince is I think Prince is going to be on 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 his way out. Yeah. Come next year. I don't think he was ever a dog. He was probably the weakest the weakest link on that 12 and 4 defense and he was probably one of the weaker links this year, but it was a lot less cover up because we weren't as good as we were. And if he's your worst if he's your worst player on defense or one of your your worst like, you know, every down player on defense, you're, you're good with that. You can live with that. No, absolutely, but on a good that deep. position needs to be upgraded. Yep. That 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 simple as that, right? Yes. Yo, let me tell you about this suite. So I've never sat in a suite at Soldier Field. First off, this was the cleanest glass I've ever seen. <laughs> it looked like I could just like it looked like there wasn't any glass there. Like I could fall out and fall on the seats. So shout out whoever's washing the windows at Soldier Field. You're doing a great job. So they get their check too. They uh, yeah, uh, somebody's earning their check too. Them, them and Allen Robinson them, both get their the win- the window washers for the suites. <laughs> Allen Robinson, uh, that that's they're the MVPs from Sunday <laughs> because that was that was not what's up. The rest of the squad. What anyway? So. We got some, we got some, you know, we got a couple bottles there to have a couple of drinks, you know, we chilling. And uh, we ordered some mixers. This was my highlight of the whole night. We ordered some mixers, and maybe I just missed this. The mixers were RC. Oh, wow. I said, can I get some Coke? They said, she said, RC, cool? I looked at her, I said, is it cool? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> she said RC. I said yes, please. How is RC even in business, bro? Uh, I don't know. I mean, people at Chicken Shack. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So then I got to thinking. I'm like, I, first off, I just didn't know that. I'm so I'm assuming if they brought me RC cans, then the Coke at the like at the vendor at the vendors is RC too, right? Yeah. So my guess is they came to McCaskey and she had to just they had to the RC had to be way cheaper than like Coke or Pepsi, right? 
she was looking at the numbers like, yeah, obviously I'm taking RC. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? I can save this amount of money. I'm yeah, give me the RC. Forget about it. RC is better. I mean, RC I, is fire, no it, doubt. It, yeah, it's, 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 it's about ten times better. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing, you know what I'm so they had the RC <laughs> in the suite. I thought that was hard. Um, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, dude, and you could open, you could like, you could open the windows up, like crank them, and they would they would open out, so you could get like the the stadium feel, the noise, but you were nice and cozy and toasty in the suite. It was cool. Well, yeah, no, I saw you posted that. I'm like, damn, like the one December game that you probably don't want to be in a suite because the weather's right, so nice. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I knew you were the, the snow. When the first got, it's like, oh, this is perfect. It's going to be cold as hell, but, you know, we'll be nice and warm. Right. It's like, damn, outside. But, no, nah, I mean, the RCs, that's that's all I need to hear. That's, yeah, that's that shit was legendary. It was lug- yeah, it was luxury. <laughs> That's less luxurious. It's a luxury. <laughs> yeah, shout, out, shout out Virginia McCaskey for the RC deal. Yo, if, and if you don't know what we're talking about, come to Chicago and get you an RC and you'll know what we're is, talking is about. Is RC a Chicago thing? I'm pretty sure RC, isn't isn't RC Jay's Potato Chips? Yeah. Isn't that all Chicago uh, shit? Someone who's associated with Royal Crown Cola, reach out to him. <laughs> Yo, we need, the, we need the Royal <laughs> we Crown. We need the Royal Crown sponsorship. That Royal would be Crown. hard as shit. The Royal Crown. Yeah, Hold on, right, let me look that up right now. I, it has to be from Chicago, bro. Yeah, that's a Chicago company. Definitely shout out to them. But uh, no, that's what's up. That looked like a good time, good game to be at. I mean, not a good game to be at as far as you know, on field product, but you know, nice little Sunday night situation. So I'm with it. Yeah, it was cool, man. Shout out, uh, shout out to those guys. We had a good time, and uh, yeah, it was good. Let's see. That shit's from 1905, bro. They've been around yeah. from 1905. Manufacturer right. is Keurig Dr. Pepper. Oh, it's is, owned by Keurig Dr. Pepper? Yeah. What else do they make? Headquarters is in Massachusetts. Okay, so it's it, it might it's a little like it might be an East Coast. Maybe thing. back in the day, maybe they were originally a Chicago company. I, I could have swore them and Jay's potato chips were Chicago all day, but either way, RC Jay's is, is fine. Jay's is Chicago for sure, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, yeah. I think Jay's comes from, like, one of Al Capone's homies. They were, like, smuggling some shit or something. I don't know. Some There's a story behind Jay's Potato Tips, and they're connected Shut to the, the, the mob or something like that. I hope I'm not wrong Shut on up, that, Jay's. but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, hey, that was fire, quick, too. Real quick, favorite potato chip? Yo, wavy, uh, wavy Lays, bro. I ain't gonna flex. Really? Yeah, the wavy the Lays wavy, are the crazy. Wavy lays? The wavy joints. What about you? Man, it's either the sour cream and cheddar ruffles, or mm. uh, I'm gonna throw back with the Crunchers barbecue joint. Oh, the Crunchers are fire! I rock with the <laughs> Crunchers jalapeno, crazy. Yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Crunchers barbecue joints are serious, <laughs> serious business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a more classic, just potato chip guy. Like when I'm having a sandwich, I don't need all these extra flavors on my, on my chips. You know what I mean? You, you fuck with the Vintners? Hell yeah, I fuck with the Vintners. <laughs> that's, I think that's, that's Vintners, Vintners, yeah, Vintners, Jays, yeah, holla at us, yeah. man. That would be Vintners dope. and a hot dog. <laughs> 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 the struggle chips. Yep. But yeah, to to recap that, 2020, we have seven picks. Nick laid it out. We got a, a bunch of things to address. Two twos, two fives, two sixes, and a seventh round pick. So we got some. We got an opportunity to 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 grab some pieces and make it do what it do. Hey, you draft well. You can find players a lot of different places. So absolutely, absolutely right. Yep. And and I'm gonna tell you this. I I bet you 
the Bears go to Minnesota next week and, and do their thing and ball out against a Minnesota team that'll bench everybody and kick it because it's week 17 and we'll go out and then some well, some clown will try to gas it and be like, that's how you close the season. We'll, you know what I mean? I'm not going for it. We always play well against the Vikings. I'm not worried about that game at all. In the real question is if, if you're even going to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely yeah. won't. You're, you're done? Close the book. Is I'm, the book closed? Bro, I'm not watching a week 17 game. Absolutely not. For what? Not a nah, chance. No way. <laughs> not a chance. No way. I don't cuz cuz if 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 Mitch plays well, I'm going to be disappointed. If he plays bad, I'll be dis- I, I, it'll be standards. <laughs> like right. I, I really don't want some crazy narrative going into the offseason that Mitch closed the year pretty strong outside of Kansas City and I'm looking forward to next year like yeah, it, it's uh, it's yeah, it's good. looking very like very much like next year. Like we're gonna just be a very mediocre team again, and we'll try to get a couple different pieces. Like the difference, like remember how bad San Francisco was last year? Yeah, they had a they, but they had a quarterback coming off an of injury. They were drafting some D. It was uh, Shanahan's. What I think it was gonna be his third year as the head coach. That that's where you have expectations to get things turned around, kind of like when we had Nagy coming in when we went twelve and four, right? right? So people are like, "Yeah, but next year we won't play a first place schedule." Like that's nothing to so, aka we can't hang with the big dogs. So let's go down and play the bottom feeders and then feel good about ourselves. And then when we get a real season like this year, where we got to prove some shit and we got to play the big dogs in the league, we get rolled out. So, nah, man. I'm obviously way ahead of myself. Next year is the whole next year in the NFL. is crazy. But coming in there with Mitch, coming off of this year, I think we know what Mitch is and what Nagy is. And I don't think those two spots are going to change, especially if Ryan Pace is controlling everything. Which he will. Yeah, so I don't think that. We, we would know if people are getting fired. Like I feel like th- those those rumblings would be out there. There's there's not been a peep about anybody losing their job. Yeah, not one peep. Not one peep. So I mean, if you think that's gonna happen too, again, you know, Mitch will be back. The whole the whole gang will be back. So hopefully we can just you know turn into something else. Let's let's move on, man. It's over with. Book is closed. <laughs> any was well, before before we move off. Was there any extra regret watching Mahomes in Soldier? Like damn, man. No. No, it was just. That's, that's, that, yeah, I mean, we've already, you know, we're over you know, it. There's, there's like levels of grief. It like, is what it is. Levels of grief. Levels of grief. Hold on, I'm about to look this up. Wait, wait, because that's so true. There's like, a, there's like stages to grief. Stages, Hold on, yeah, exactly. stages. Like stages of grief, denial, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. Stages, yeah, like, to, stages of grief. Hold on, that should jump right up. All right, shock and denial. So we're definitely past that, right? (laughs) This is a state of disbelief and numbed feelings. Like, yeah, we 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 passed that. Check, check. (laughs) Pain and guilt. Yeah, I mean, we 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 went through that too. You know what I'm saying? For the last five months of my life, watching this team. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, then it's anger and bargaining. So yeah, the last three weeks, the Bears fans who are trying to convince themselves that Mitch is turning a corner. Exactly right. Um, Mental bargaining. Shout and, out Ben Edder. <laughs> and then depression is probably where we're at right now. Yeah. 
There's no. We don't want to talk about it. It doesn't even matter. Who cares? And then the next one after depression is the upward turn. And the upward turn would be when he's no longer the quarterback here and we oh. go in a different direction. Oh. So that's going to be another year until there's an upward turn. That's great. So we're in, we're going to be in depression for about 16 months. Yep. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Buckle up, G. <laughs> yep. So pretty much the stages of grief are uh, some up being a Bears fan. So there yeah. you go. It's the seven stages of grief. We're currently at four. So buckle up. Yeah. And then we and then so it's the upward turn, reconstruction, and working through. Which okay, yeah, we're definitely at depression, bro. Because there's the upward turn, reconstruction, and working through, and then acceptance and hope is the last one. So when we yep. get another quarterback, we'll accept that that M- Mitch Trubisky, Watson, uh, Mahomes chapter is closed. We've accepted it. Let's get back to the hope. We hopeful, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move over. Let's move over to the rest of the NFL. The playoffs are gonna be cracking. I'm excited. It looks like like Saturday night that Rams Niners game was ridiculous. How do you feel about that? The Saturday night NFL. Yeah, it's cool. I like it, man. It's a great it's a great time of the year. You get those Saturday and Sunday games. It was perfect. Loved man, it. If if Goodell wants that night so bad too, he would he'd move he'd move off the NCAA so quick if he could. Isn't there a uh, There's like a law. It's like a statute. Yeah, it's like an antitrust, <laughs> yeah, thing, right? like an antitrust yeah. thing. It's like, yo, you can't y'all can't come yeah, in. Yeah, you here can't and, have yeah, you can't monopolize like the entire week. The, yeah, exactly. But if if he could, he would hundred percent run half the he'd run half the schedule on Saturdays, half the schedule on Sundays. Absolutely, and he'd put them all on national TV. <laughs> It'd be like a back to back CBS, back to back Fox, back to back NFL Network Saturday and Sunday. It pretty much kill everybody's weekend. And just like, yeah, like, and just now there's literally that's two it. days. I'm just not gonna do anything for the entire day. <laughs> Straight like that. Give like, Scott it's gonna, kill, it's gonna kill relationships left and right. Scott Hansen getting a divorce because he he doing yeah, red zone of, Saturday like, and Sunday. Dudes running around like. Hey, <laughs> Your girl left you too, yeah. That's Saturday, did it. <laughs> ah, the Saturdays was the nail in the coffin, bro. Look, yeah, I started missing soccer, uh, soccer practices for the kids, man. You know, was, uh, that was it, bro. That was it. <laughs> I wasn't talking to my girl all week because I was working, oh, and I wasn't <laughs> talking to her all all weekend. So oh, I, yeah. I actually ain't talked to my girl in four months. Pizza twice a week. Like thirty pounds. was crazy. I ain't talked to my girl in five months, dog. I'm waiting on February to see when my girl. Real talk. Yeah. <laughs> Goodell would do it ASAP. Yep. But so I'm watching Minnesota Green Bay last night on Monday night. Uh, where where do you stand with Colin Cowherd? Colin Cowherd, the, the yeah, broker? yeah, dude, yeah. Oh man, do you rock with him or not? Because I think I'm gonna play a clip. I'm gonna. I'll chop it up and I'm put the, it in. I'm here. in the middle with him. He does a lot of shit I don't agree with, like when he came at Baker that one time, and some of his shit is very clownish. But I like it. I respect him for the fact that he can do a show by, or he for such a long time he did a show by himself for four hours a day, which is crazy to me. Yeah, and he he would always have. Yeah, he rocked it. Yeah, no doubt. So I'll but give him that. he had a crazy point, and I'm gonna probably chop it up and uh, I'll put the the audio in here, but. He talked about Kirk Cousins 
and how atmosphere matters. And he compared it to like watching a scary movie, which I thought was genius. It was actually really funny. He talks about like, hey, on a Wednesday at noon, if you watch a scary movie with your homies, it's not really that scary. It's actually kind of funny. But if you watch that same scary movie on a Friday night at home by yourself with the with the blinds drawn and it's dark, that shit gets spooky. It's different. And he he compared that to Kirk Cousins playing on Sunday afternoon at 12 at home against the Lions and being on Monday night against Green Bay where everybody's watching. The atmosphere is different. He's just not built for it. Right. And that's exactly what it looked like last night. I mean, we. Yeah, I wish we had a playoff game of his to compare it to, but, you know, he's never been there. So, <laughs> so I, I've been, as you know, and I'll keep it 100, I've been on the side of, I've been more on the side where I think Kirk Cousins is decent and he, he gets a, 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 a worse rap than is necessary. He's not as oh bad as everyone says he is. <sighs> and every time I try to give him some hope, and back him a little bit, he shows up like he showed up last night. Shit was ridiculous. The offensive line was really bad too. But that whole squad is just comes up small in big spots. You watched the game last night? Uh, I watched parts of it. Um, like I had it on, but I wasn't closely paying attention. But I'll say this. I've been telling you all year. I've been saying it forever. Just wait till it, the time will come when you need him and Kirk Cousins is going to do what Kirk Cousins always does. And just like there are guys who perform when the lights are bright, you know, like we talk about primetime Rondo and, you know, guys like that who know, like, all right, it's a nationally televised Shout out, game. Rondo. Like, I'm going to do my thing. I shout to God. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> just like there are guys who perform when the lights are bright, there are guys who back away from it. And, you know, again, I was joking when I said we don't have a playoff game to compare it to, but we really don't. His biggest games that he's played in have been Monday night football games. It's coming this year. His but entire yeah. career. Absolutely. Those are his biggest games. And I don't think he was – I don't know what he was playing in at Michigan he's State. Maybe he played some big ball games over there. But, yeah, he's 0-9 in Monday night games. And when it matters, Kirk Cousins does not deliver. He does not deliver. Like, when you were talking about that, when you were given that description – I thought that that's what you were going to say, and that's what he said that watching Kirk Cousins is like. Because I feel like if you just watch him on the surface and you're like, oh, this dude's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what he was saying, yeah. If you sit there by yourself and you sit and watch Kirk Cousins, you're like, man, this dude sucks. He's not very good. He can't win you a Super Bowl. So, you know, he's he's like a poor man's Tony Romo. That's like where I am with Kirk Cousins. He's a very poor man's Tony Romo. Like Romo was a better quarterback, but when it mattered, couldn't win anything. That's Kirk Cousins. I mean, I I feel stupid for even like thinking he could he could be better. But it, it's like we always say, "G, turn the tape on." Watch the film. Watch the film. The film, <laughs> like the, the film is available. Watch the film, man. Like watch the it's, film. he he's put so many performances out that it's it, it, this is what it is, bro. Watch the film. He will always do this. When it's supposed to, when it matters, 
You know, when the, when the lights are brightest, he can't get it done. So how do you think they're going to do in the playoffs? Not very well. If he's not getting six, seven yards of carry from Delvin Cook and can and can run play action, he's worthless. That's that's that I mean that's inexcusable, dog. Hey, the Vikings know that too. I think Cook probably could have played last yes last night, but they were like, no, nah, we can't risk him getting hurt because Kirk is our quarterback. We need this for the playoffs for yeah, sure. We need, for to sure. Win. we need to win in the playoffs. So it's either Dalvin Cook week sixteen or Kirk Cousins, you know, guy in the ship. Let me draw the boat. Like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Kirk and, was trying to drive the boat and they were like, no, sir. And once again, people doubt Aaron Rodgers. He threw a pick yesterday. And yeah. and mind you. And didn't throw a touchdown. Minnesota, yeah, that's true. Minnesota had three turnovers. Like, we're on the receiving end of three turnovers in the first half against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, who never turn it over. And they still couldn't do anything with it. It's yeah. embarrassing. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. Well, I, that's, that's the Vikings. The Vikings have been fraudulent. Kurt, all fraudulent. Year. Frauds, bro. They've been fraudulent. Yo, you know, all the most fraudulent, except for the Cowboys. The, the second most fraudulent team in the NFL are the Minnesota Vikings. There is nobody who is scared of them. Oh, I'm going to tell you. You know who else is fraudulent? The Texans. Fraudulent. No, they got my mans. Hey, fraudulent. The Vikings, fraudulent. Excellent the Texans, fraudulent. fraudulent. The Rams, fraudulent. Philly, cow, the Cowboys, fraudulent. See, I can't call the Rams fraudulent because they were in the Super Bowl last year. Rams are, bad year this year. The Rams are fraudulent. The Eagles, the Eagles are for sure what fraudulent. What you mean? You talking about last year? Huh? What are you talking about last year? Who? The Rams. The Rams. Yeah. Wait, we ain't talking about last year. That was last year. I'm just saying, what? No, no, no. I'm talking about but the overall thing is no matter when, the time, the place, over however many years, I believe the Vikings have lost like five Super Bowls. They're fraudulent in general. They're extra fraudulent this year. Are like, you saying just you saying their year. whole organization but fraudulent? Their whole aura is fraudulent. The whole the whole the whole purple uniform fraudulent. It's, it's flugazy. <laughs> it doesn't pass the smell test, the eye test, the tapes test, the look test. None of it is fraudulent. Hey, and low key Seattle might be a little fraudulent too. No, stop, stop. Stay it. tuned. Russ. Stay tuned on that. Russ. Stay Russ tuned on that. They got ate up. The Cardinals ate those boys up. Yeah, I mean, ate them up bad. Never had they never had a chance to win that game from from start to finish. They they so stay tuned. The only team that's not fraudulent at all is Baltimore. Not no fraud. No fraud. No cap. Top to bottom, no cap in the no 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 cap anywhere. We'll get to them in a second, but I need to get on wax. Where where do you stand with the New England Patriots, man? Where where are we at now? They going they can make a run? Yeah, absolutely. They can, they can win the, they can win the AFC? Absolutely. What matters in the playoffs? Coaching, right? It's about to get real interesting. If they they'll try it again this coming week and see if the new little formula that they tried last week works, and if it works, they might be on to something. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh, this is the same Patriots team even as last year." But what did we talk about last year? All last year, you're like, man, this defense is trash. It's trash. It's trash. It's trash. And slowly but surely, week by week, they started to piece it together, figure it out a way, and then lo and behold, they hold the Rams to three points in the Super Bowl or seven, whatever it was. Oh, it's right? all fraudulent, though. 
yeah, golf. Oh, do you want to talk about fraudulent? When they owe him 135 million, so cash. Um, yeah, golf is Bernie Madoff fraud. The Ponzi, the Ponzi. Lombardi on the uh, Lombardi used to call. Uh, uh, what's his face? The heist. He used to call the heist. The heist. Wait, we should call golf Madoff. The Ponzi scheme. The Ponzi scheme. <laughs> oh, yo, wait. You ordered something, though. I coined it. The Ponzi scheme. Jared Goff is the Ponzi scheme. You're going to keep taking your money. And You're going to keep taking it and putting it back in. <laughs> it's all good. It's okay. You Don't worry about it. I'm going to get you next week. Don't trip. I'm going to get you next week. You need your money this no. week? No, nah, chill. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get you next things. week. Don't trip. Yeah, I'm going to throw a little couple of Cooper Cup. Um, American but... Greed. Yeah, so we talk. could call we could call <laughs> we could call Zarek off the Ponzi scheme, and we'll call um, Kirk Cousins American greed. American greed, Kirk Cousins. The Vikings Nebraska. thought that they could just dump all the money into Kirk and be a Super Bowl contender, but yeah. they Actually, forgot Kirk they was the dump- Ponzi scheme because that's guaranteed money. Yeah, he got what every it's dollar. Like, it's like if you cut him, you owe him the full rip. <laughs> 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 Yeah, he got a NBA contract. Uh, he got he got a baseball deal. Dude. Yeah, he got that. He got that A-Rod deal. Everyone's like, fine, I won't show up. You still got to pay me. It's all good. Uh, that's Scott. Wait, is Scott Boris might be cousins cousins agent too on the low? He got one football. He got one football guy. It's uh, Kirk Cousins. No, no arbitration. <laughs> that's that. Kirk Cousins. That's Kirk Cousins' nickname. No arbitration. No arbitration. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, did he negotiate funny. that shit himself? Kirk? I think Kirk wasn't no, Kirk his own agent. No, that's Yo, uh, the crazy shit about Kirk is remember he picked up all that franchise money before that too. I think Kirk, when it's all said and done, is going to make like 160 million playing football. God bless. Oh yeah, Kirk. bro. He got the he got the two. Yeah. He went back to back on the franchise tag. Yeah, that's crazy. He went yeah, like, like he went like 27, like 27. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. No, anyways, Jacoby yeah, Brissett was the one who. Who? Uh, Jacoby Brissett at, at the Colts after Luck went down was the one that did his own deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kobe Brissett. Yeah, too. shout out to Kobe Pay Brissett. that man his money. Yeah, pay that Shout out to car-carrying member. But, um... <laughs> Wait, so Patriots go to Baltimore. Is who, what, what's, what, where you at? What, what's going on? If they go to Baltimore? Well, they're going to go to Baltimore if they make a run. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. For who? For Baltimore for Patriots. Oh, for the Patriots? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be – I mean, I, nobody wants to play Baltimore. And, again, Baltimore's not one of those, like, paper champs that looks real good in the regular season and then is going to fall apart in the playoffs. Like, that formula is pretty sustainable. Man. Um, barring injury, but that's the case for everybody. So, um, again, I don't know, man. But here's the thing. I'll say it. I, I will be the last person on their bandwagon. That is fine with me. Everybody can hop off early. Everybody can say they're trash, do all that that you want to. Until I don't see them win or until they're completely out of it, it is what it is. Because remember last year we were like, man, what happens when they go to camp, when they play Kansas City? What's going to happen? And look what happened. They what about this year? Because that, that, that's the other team that they're going to bump into at some point. They're probably going to end up playing Kansas City. Hey, Bill Belichick is not scared of Andy Reid. Man, he be he's he's been eating up Andy Reid. He's been eating Andy Reid's lunch for a long time. <laughs> Andy Reid got had nightmares with Bill Belichick. Like, hello, hello, Andy. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> 
You talking about Andy the pregame? Reed, yeah, the pregame uh, he, shot. He, he he wants he wants to see Andy Reid. He's like, yeah, for sure, I will play in Kansas in Arrowhead. It does not matter. I'm not worried about the Chiefs against uh, the Patriots against the Chiefs. Ooh, I, we gonna have to revisit that, bro. We gonna have to yeah, see I'm how not, the I'm playoffs not. shake out. But yeah, I would yeah, I would because they're, they're not gonna be able to score enough, bro. <laughs> They barely outscore Buffalo, dog. They're not going to be able to score enough. It's simple. Buffalo's decent, bro. Yeah, but they don't score. You feel me? No, they don't score at all. That Josh Allen had some dimers the other day, though. The Chiefs? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, absolutely. He, had he some did. dimers. Yeah, he did. The, and the Chiefs' defense has been getting better, and they're going to score. So that that's yes. a bad formula for the New England Patriots. Hey, and while we're talking about the New England Patriots, can I talk about something? Quick, can I bring something up? What's up? They, Tom Brady has four or five intentional grounding penalties a game, and they, he only gets called for one. He's a goat. I've never seen someone drop back and just throw the ball anywhere he wants, and then point at a random person like, "Yeah, yeah, he's in the vicinity." It's hey, like, just, no, just bro, like- that's intentional grounding, bro. Throw the flag on this guy, man. He just throws the ball. Anytime he sees pressure, he just throws the ball wherever he wants. They they, they never want to call intentional grounding on my man. You probably think Jordan pushed off a of Russell. Too, <laughs> but come on, dog. He be dropping back. If he gets pressure, he just throws the ball, bro. And then points yeah, at somebody. He's like, oh, yeah, he's eligible, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Stop. Those Super Bowls have bought his way out of that call. Stop. Cut it's it out. It's not happening. So since we just talked about Baltimore and New England, who do you like in the NFC? That's stacked up. Oh, man. Um, I, just, I want. I mean, before you get into it, it's it's, it's so dependent on seating and buy and home field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, um, because what we got: New Orleans, we got San Francisco, we got Seattle, we got Green Bay. Am I missing somebody? That's four. Well, and you got the winner of the NFC East. Yeah, then you got the the Eagles. Yep. So I mean, are you, are you giving it to the Eagles? Giving what to the Eagles? The NFC East? Is it Clint? Yeah, because if they go both go eight and eight, who has the tiebreaker? That last is the last game of the season, right? Yeah, yeah, I think they. I think if they if uh, if Philly wins, they win. They win it. It's over with. Yeah, pretty sure. Crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, dude. Dallas crazy. just. <laughs> man. See, we tried to tell Dak. We told Dak all year. Man, go get your money, go bro. What are you doing? Because they're gonna try money. to they're gonna try to hang this whole record on his deal. A hundred percent. Be like, man, you you out here, you got us winning eight games, like, and you want how much? I don't know. Like, he's gonna end up getting paid, but he needed to strike. He needed to strike while the iron's hot, but he and he didn't do it. So, yep, he should hold out for week seventeen. The real talk. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see why he would play. I'm holding out. <laughs> like, hey, Jerry. Well, I think uh, I think oh, if they win and Philly loses, they get in. But yeah, I mean, that's a tough spot. That's why. That's why you should hold out. Get his money, man. Mina Kimes put it perfectly on Get Up when she was like, "Yeah, you go to the 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 Cowboys are just a bunch of a bunch of things that you all like. When you go to like the food bar at Whole Foods, you put pizza and lasagna and all this other shit, and then you get to the checkout line and you look at." Your whole to go plate, and it's just now it just looks like a bunch of mush. Like that's what Jerry Jones just grabbed a whole bunch of talent with a no with a no nothing coach, and now the shit doesn't work. Well, and, yeah, and, and and well, it's also like, hey, you know, our our buffet has fucking steak, but we don't want to eat it. You know, we'd rather eat everything else with steak being Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, right. Like Ezekiel Elliott needs to be getting twenty five carries a game. 
like just that. Give him the ball. You know what I mean? Like, just, just give him the ball. I don't get what's the point of giving him all that money. You're not going to ride him to the end. Like when the when it really got crazy, like give him the ball. How impressed? Well, your head coach doesn't coach. How impressed are you with that Michael Thomas receiving record, breaking Marvin Harrison's reception? It's crazy, right? He's a machine. I was looking at it the other day, or I think it was yesterday. I think he's had double-digit receptions in like 11 or 15 games this year. He's an animal. It's crazy. And an you know what? You know what made me think of it, think about it too, when they were talking about. It? So Mike Thomas has 145 catches, and he still has a whole week to go. But. You need a quarterback, bro. So all these all these young wide receivers that want to complain and get out of spots where the, the, the quarterback is you go find go get in a spot where you got a quarterback. Unless you're Larry Fitz. But still, like even but he was never to his full potential. You know what I mean? Like Larry Fitz could have I mean he's a Hall of Famer, no doubt, like first ballot, but there's no reason why Larry Fitz couldn't have couldn't have had 145 catches. God was an animal, is an animal right. still. You know what I mean? Right. But well, yeah, he, he was, there is a reason it's, it's called playing football with Max Skelton and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 need a quarterback, bro. Like Matt a, Leinart. Like yo, AB. I know you don't rock. I know you didn't rock with Roethlisberger. Yeah, fuck, dude. All that. Man, he got <laughs> he got you the ball 110 times every season. Every year. Every year. Every year. Randy, get me out of Minnesota, man. You get to Oakland. All of a sudden, you, you're you absolutely non-existent. Who was? Was it Rich Gannon still? Uh, no way. I don't I don't know who it was. I don't think it was Rich. I know was he wasn't getting a rock. Who was Randy's quarterback in Oakland? Hold on, that's a good question. I'm about to look it up right now. It might, I guess, it might be Rich. Randy. I think it was Rich Gamble. Remember, Rich was. I think at that time, like Rich was like 48 years old. All right, let's see. He was. He was on Oakland for two, dude, two prime years, 28 and 29. He spent. Was it Marcus Tuiasosopo? Yo, and low key, his first year in Oakland, he had 60. He had 60 touches for – he had 1,000 yards from line of scrimmage and eight touchdowns. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, you should see these. You should see – you should see these numbers in Minnesota. Yeah, Randy's numbers in Minnesota were crazy. Oh, my gosh, dude. In 2013, 117. 117. He had 172 targets in, 2013, in 2003. 111 catches, 1,600 yards, 17 touchdowns. Stupid. Monster. Monster. Um, hold on, let's see. Two thousand five, the Raiders. North Turner, shout out North. Oh, dude, Kerry Collins. Kerry <laughs> Collins. Kerry Collins, bro. Yeah, and Mar- and yeah, and, and Tua Sosopo. Yeah, Tua Sosopo. Yeah, I knew Tua Sosopo was 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 around around that time. Yeah, Kerry Collins. That was in two thousand five, and in two thousand six. And yo, Kerry Collins was okay, but come on, stop. Not for one of the best wide receivers of all time. Kerry Collins is trash. Then his next year, he played with Andrew Walter, Aaron Brooks. Andrew Walter is a sun devil. Yeah, stop it, man. Come on. So yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Like that made me think like Marvin Harrison, Peyton Manning, Jerry Rice. We know who Jerry Rice had thrown a rock. Yep. So 
you could be the best wide receiver of all time. If you don't have a quarterback that can get you to rock on time and in the right spots, you're worthless. That's why it's tough being a wideout. Doesn't that make Larry Fitz just all the more better, all that much better? Yeah, it 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 it, you know it, it kind of does. Yeah, for real, for real, <laughs> I was for real. Really playing with trash quarterbacks. Like it's it's different when you got a quarterback, man. That's why it's like watch. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, uh, Odell Beckham said that shit about Allen Robinson because right. Allen Robinson does not play with good quarterbacks. Odell Beckham, be careful what you wish for. Like yo, Eli is this and that, and Eli was whack. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but he looked for you though. As whack as Eli Manning was, he was looking to get you to rock. Right. They're not looking to get you to rock like that in Cleveland. I don't know what ba- I don't know what Baker is looking at. You know what I mean? So that yeah. that's what that made me think of. But yeah, man. I mean, it seems like every time Drew drops back. That's where he's throwing him. That's where he's throwing the ball. Period. Yep. So the NFC is going to be diff- just going to be wild coming down the stretch. They flex the the Niners Seahawks game to Sunday night. That'll be interesting. They move that over, so that that should be a that should be a very interesting game to to close out the NFL season in the regular season for sure. So, man, the NFL the playoffs will be interesting. Anything else you got before we, before we jump over to this NBA Christmas Day talk? Nah, I'm good. NBA Christmas Day. Where does this rank on your like favorite sport sports days? Oh man, it's, Do, uh, is it up there with like Christmas and, or like Thanksgiving in, in the football? Do you yeah, like it more? Because it's the NBA. Because it's the NBA's day, man. I think so many of the holidays are like football, whether it's like New Year's. With the, you it's know, like a mix, football. right? Yeah, yeah. The NBA is like, no, we have Christmas. The NFL can't try to come into town, anything like that. Like, no, we have the NBA. Like, it's a full NBA slate. Um, I'm all about it. <clears throat> Love it. And it's usually marquee matchups. All the big boys yeah, are Always playing. big time. I mean, if, yeah, if it was, it's matchups that you would have thought going into the year would be huge. So, obviously, like, you'll get a dud with Houston and Golden State. Um, you know, New Orleans and Denver is not going to be that great. But the other ones, I mean, those are top-notch matchups. Obviously, you know, the Clippers and uh, the Lakers, that's the that's the marquee matchup right there. So, yeah. Love we're, it. We're kicked off with Celtics-Raptors at 11 a.m. Love it. Then it goes 76ers-Bucks. Then it goes Rockets-Warriors. Then Clippers-Lakers. And then Pelicans-Nuggets. So yeah, you know, you could take a little nap during Rockets Warriors if you Real want to shit. Do now I was just about to say that. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> this is what you do, bro. You get up, you open your presents, you talk to your fan, you have breakfast, you chill, you catch the first game at eleven, which is Celtics Raptors. Let the kids play with the toys, talk shit, have coffee, put a little put a little Baileys in your coffee. Next thing you know, that game is over, it's Bucks seventy sixers. Now you're starting to get a little drunk because you're having a couple of drinks during the game. Uh-huh. You're eating good. Next thing you know, it's 3.34, nap time. I'm out. For those of you that take your walks, take your walk. Go get some sleep. Lakers, Clippers at 7, and then you off and running. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And here's the thing. If you you know if you get super slapped during the day, don't even worry about it because you don't even got to stay up at 930 for the Pelicans Nuggets. That's what you I'm don't saying. Have to Just watch it. go ahead with your girl. Hey, go home. Pass out at 930. You sleep good. through it. This, this is yeah, a wrap. <laughs> Shout out Adam Silver for putting together the slate. Yeah. On the low, 
I, I'm not even sure how competitive the Bucks seventy sixers will be if we if we if we keep it at one hundred. Seems like a good game on paper. The seventy sixers have been reeling a little bit, and Giannis and those boys have been out of control. Yep. So, how hyped are you for this Clippers Lakers? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Very, very, very hype. Especially now that both, you know, AD and Broad are playing. It's gonna, it's gonna have that super LA feel to it too. All the stars gonna be out. It's gonna be a great game. Yeah, it's gonna be solid. No doubt about it. Let's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a question from each game, and we could talk about it real quick. Can Boston? Are they for real? Can they really come out of the East? Is this a real thing? Is Kimba is Kimba like that? Like that? Because uh, I mean, because dog, they they move Al Horford. We know Kyrie is not there, and they they steady, steady moving along at twenty and seven. Look, man, I was hard on Brad Stevens last year, and it's not because I didn't think he was a good coach. I just, you know, we came to the conclusion he can't manage those big egos when they're all in the same room like that, right? Yeah. The difference between flipping Kyrie to Kimba is so night and day, and they're playing so well um, that, you know, possibly, like, they're not my favorite to come out the East, obviously. I think they would have a lot of trouble with Milwaukee. But I also think that they're pretty deep, and Stevens is a good coach, and they're playing well together. You know what I mean? Like, they're playing well together, and, like, Kimba has changed that locker room. Like, they were in such a bad spot last year. Like, that shit just looks bad for Kyrie, man. Even Brooklyn now is playing better without him. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I like Kyrie, man, but that he, he must just be a, a different dude. Good boy, a lot. Yeah, just a lot, exactly. <laughs> you got – because – it's he, like you said. Even the Nets are now kind of hooping. Yeah. Shout out Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie is balling. Spencer Dinwiddie, a dog, bro. You do you realize? <laughs> yeah, you realize? You realize we had Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. In Chicago, was, and yeah. someone brought him into the office and cut him and said he wasn't yeah. good enough to play on the Bulls, and our team had n- nobody on it. Yeah. Especially not a point guard. Especially not a point guard. They said, no, nah, bro, you're not good enough to play for the Chicago Bulls. See you later. Yeah. Come on, man. And now Dinwiddie is averaging Dinwiddie's averaging 23 and 6. Stop it. He, he hoop. Stop playing. He's a hooper. I already told you I, I had some money on Arizona State one night in college, and he murdered me when he was at Where Colorado. He, he went oh, to Colorado. Colorado. Oh, my God, bro. It was like one of those Thursday night Pac-12 Pack yeah. twelve night games or some bullshit. Dinwiddie just came into town. Dude, and just Din- gave you buckets. Dinwiddie had like eighteen free throws or some <laughs> something crazy. Like he he killed me. I'll never forget that game. I remember watching that shit. Like who this? Who is this guy? He's murdering us. Like <laughs> and, and, he, and he's always had that wild ass goatee. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy. Shout out Spencer. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Boston is. They're 0-2 against Philly this year. We we already know that Giannis and those boys are big. And B went nuts on them already. Horford's now over there in Philly too. So stay tuned on that. That'll be that'll be real. The same yep. question goes for the Raptors. Are are, are they real? They're I feel like they're kind of in the same boat as Boston. Yeah, I don't think you want to play against them. I mean, here's the thing. Siakam's a player. 
Right? My boy a beast, huh? He's a he's a monster. Um, Van Vliet's a player. They still got Surge. You know, Kyle will be back. You know what I mean? So they got some players. That they, the thing that will happen to them is they're going to have that moment where they'll need, like, that Kawhi Leonard type. You need that type of player to win a, to win a championship. You just need someone who's going to take over and just be that guy. But what Toronto will do is they'll give teams a lot of problems. They're not going to be an easy out. They're going to play hard. They're well coached. And they're playing with that chip on their shoulder like, yo, we're the defending champions. Like, we're the NBA champions until so someone tells us we're not. You know what I mean? And, like, they're, they're playing like that. So, like, shout out to them, man. Shout out Nick Nurse. Like, that's a hell of a coach. It's just a good organization, man. Very good organization. Yeah, besides the good or- – it's it's such a shame. to Like, it, it hurts to watch good organizations. Like, they brought up it really does in the D-League. No, like, for real. D-League dudes. Van Vliet's a D-leaguer. Siakam's a D-leaguer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they got these dudes from the D-League. Brought him up, so yeah, it's it's a, it's a damn shame because we have a fucking awful organization with a dumbass coach. He played hard, man. Plays hard, guys. Played guys, hard. The guys, first guys, three guys, quarters. Guys, ah, man, they played hard. Guys, hearts were in the right place. You know, I just you know, guys, guys play hard. Open, open for questions. Guys play hard. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Yo, um. Let me kind of close it on something. Yeah, yeah. It came out and it kind of caught my eye. Yeah. I want to see, you know, we like to talk money. I hope you didn't see this yet. But they put up the Forbes highest paid athletes of the decade. Yeah. Did you see that yet? Uh-uh. All right, let's see how many you can get. All right, number one, you should get easy. The top four athletes, like any this sport? Is top ten. No, it's top ten. It's top ten. Any sport? Yeah, any sport. Oh, okay, athletes. it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Nope, not number one. He's number two. Okay, so Leo Messi. Number three. Oh, okay. you know who so number it's one Floyd. Is? So it's Floyd. 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 All right. So it goes Mayweather, Ronaldo, Messi. Who's fourth? LeBron. So Floyd at nine hundred and fifteen million. <laughs> Ronaldo. <laughs> so much. <cake>, bro. <laughs> that motherfucker fought four times. <laughs> yeah, for real, real. That boy Floyd was on his shit, dog. A billion dollars. Billy. Uh, four fights, and he and he, and he beat up eight, everybody Ronaldo to death. Eight hundred million. Yeah, Ronaldo, he he his he's so popular is stupid. Eight eight hundred million. Messi at seven hundred fifty million. Ronaldo at eight hundred million still don't pay no taxes though. <laughs> yeah, him and Leo had, had some trouble with that. But yeah, yeah, you know, Spain called his ass like, hold on, uh, yeah, he went to he left for that man. That was a big reason yeah. why he was like, man, I'm out of here, bro. I'm gonna yeah, go we're missing go a Italy. couple bucks. Yeah, a little light. Yeah. Um, so Messi seven hundred fifty. It's got to be right, LeBron. Fourth is LeBron six hundred eighty million. Yeah, that sounds about fifth. right. So fifth, this dude must have a lot of bread because if you look at this decade, he was popping before this decade. I have no idea who who you after hate him. LeBron. You hate him. I oh, think you hate him. I'm man. pretty sure you don't like this dude. What can you give me a hint on the sport? It's easy to tell you the sport, tennis. Oh, um No Nadal? Federer. Oh, no, I love Federer. I thought you hated Fed. No, I love Fed. I hate Nadal. Uh, I don't like Nadal. Oh, you hate Nadal. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I, I don't Federer, like Andy Murray either. Roger Federer, six hundred forty million. Yeah, dude. I listen. I speaking of him, I watched. Uh, I watched. There was like a special where it was Federer, like he did like a south american trip where he got like some no-name tennis guy that i didn't even know and he played like matches in peru and like like he don't don't quote me on peru but he was all over 
South America. And he was selling out stadiums like 45, 50,000. People were crying when they saw him. I, and oh, it, yeah. It's on HBO. You should actually go check it out. It was pretty good. But I was and like, this, I didn't realize that he was beloved like this. Like, oh, people love it. I mean, he played the biggest, the biggest tennis match of all time. He played in front of like fifty five thousand in Mexico City or something crazy. It was ridiculous. The crazy shit is, is he made six hundred forty million this decade, and that's before the Uniqlo money. Right. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> the bag is. Did Uniqlo give him like two hundred million? Yeah, or he got like crazy million? bread from Uniqlo. Well, that would be wouldn't that be this decade, the twenty ten? This well, is no, from twenty ten, right? Like a recurring deal, isn't it? Or maybe did they get it to whatever? Either way, a lot of bread. Yeah. All right, who you got sixth? Um, the God. Man, I have no idea. It starts to get murky down here. Oh, Boy, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, Tiger, Tiger Woods. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Six hundred fifteen million. Yeah, light. Now we drop off. And that was without right, and that was without seven, he literally I, Tiger Woods made six hundred million and didn't play and disappeared for five full years. And yeah, and they took crazy. all his hey, listen to me. And they took all his sponsors. He didn't even make yeah. money for five years and he made six hundred million. That's how you know. Million. That's how you know what was going on. Got his divorce money back. Got the divorce money back. Shout out shout out Tiger. Tiger. And Nike stuck by him too. Nike stuck, hey, Nike get knew what a, time it was. It's too much you, bread. Get you a Nike. I got me a Tiger Woods. <laughs> get you, get, get you a Nike. How <laughs> Nike, how Nike t- uh, treated Tiger? Get you one of those. That's gonna treat yeah. you like that. I got a a Nike Tiger Woods hat in the closet right now. So yep. yeah, say less. One hundred percent facts. All right, seventh. I I hate this dude. I really hate this dude. You hate him. What hate sport? Him. I'll put it this way. Him and I have a couple things in common. He went to Arizona State. I went to Arizona State. He's left-handed. I'm left-handed, but I hate him. Oh, lefty, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson, 480. Yeah, people love him too, though. Eighth, I'm really surprised this dude made this much money this decade because he's broke now, apparently. He's broke now. Major tax problems. Like, makes Ronaldo's tax problems look like nothing. Ronaldo's tax problems it has to, compared to this. So it has to be some problems. goofy shit like a fighter or something. He has he has tax problems in two countries. <laughs> um I don't know. Who is it? Pacquiao. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Manny. I, I could see Manny just being like, I don't know, I have to pay back for some of this. <laughs> Taxes <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? They want yeah, some of this US, back. He had U.S. tax problems and he had Philippines tax problems. Well, he, so he you know, he's over money. there. He runs the country Yo, over there, so he's good. To any young boxer, like, please, like, pick the people around you correctly. Like, no one gets screwed more than these fighters by these promoters, yeah, these people that handle your money. Like, I feel like a fighter, like, their money goes to ten different people before they see it. Did I see? Did I tell you I saw Bob Arum in Venice? When I was out no. in LA, yeah, he he Is walked. He walked by me. He he had like a Yankees hat on. I I didn't know like any of his fighters on his stable anymore, so I didn't ask him anything because like you know he's not like on Golden Boy like he top has, rank. Top rank. I didn't know anybody on top rank, so I didn't say shit to him. Like, but, Bob, why you leave Manny like that, bro? Yeah, I sh- yeah, I should have said something <laughs> to him about Manny, but yeah, I just didn't say shit. He just walked by and said, uh, "What's up? Wait, so how many? We got two more. Two more. Ninth is a Hooper." I'm surprised on you this one. You just railroaded this whole NBA segment, by the way, but I like this. Oh, did we? Ha- oh, I thought we were done. My bad. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, number nine? Yep. Give me the sport. I, come on. It's, it's, uh, there's, there's not like a Formula One guy on here? He is, but he's not there. He's, uh, he's you, you got him. But, uh, yeah, ninth uh, basketball player? Ninth basketball. It's MJ. Yeah, 
No. Dog, MJ's passed these lists. He, he, his shit's in the billions. It's different. It's different. It's yeah, different Different list. Different list. Actual Forbes list. Different list. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> they would be insulted to be on this list. Yeah. Like, how dare you put me on this list? Yeah. With these people. <laughs> Wait. Basketball player. Shaq? Yeah, 400, 400, nope. $425 million hooper this decade. So. It's okay, not where Shaq. Where did money come from? Nah. Kobe. Two, two big NBA contracts he signed, plus Nike re-upped him crazy. This guy, it's not Kobe? Nah. Who's Nike's second highest paid hooper probably? I should know this. Off. Oh, KD? Like KD? KD. Wow. KD made $425 million. Wow. Yeah, I know. Cra- That's still can't crazy. Yeah. Still can't get a haircut. Still can't get a haircut. Still don't get <laughs> Whole swag is off, bro. Whole swag is terrible. He's awkward as fuck. Like, he's just an awkward seven-foot dude. Yeah, with a burner, though. Got the ratchet. With the, yeah, with the burner. All right, 10th, you already said Formula One. Shout out this brother. It's got to be Lewis Hamilton, right? We've got to check out Lewis Hamilton. I know nothing about him. I know he's a black dude that's always on these lists. Yeah, bro, we should. We, yo, shout out my guy, Ryan Kelly. You know Ryan. He He's all over Formula One right the now. Formula he loves One? It. Yeah, he loves Formula One. Run. I heard it's exciting. He loves to sit down and, and watch Formula One. His girls got him on it, too. Like, they be going to, like, Formula One like events NASCAR, and shit. But yeah, I might, I might fuck with this Formula One. We'll yeah. we have to go out to France or Italy and see what's cracking with this uh this F one shit. Yeah, no, yo, I yeah, actually got four hundred million. Yeah, there's a um there's a good ass <laughs> documentary on Netflix called Senna S E N N A. He actually made Big Brad back in the day too. You should check that out. It's a Formula One. It's about yeah. Formula One. It was uh yeah, it was really really good. It was really good. He I was, didn't, he I was didn't at know the top. Ronaldo was making bread like that. Uh, bro, they said Ronaldo made like fifty million, sixty million last year off Instagram. That's crazy. Off who? Off Instagram, like sponsored posts oh, and shit. Like cra- sponsored posts? Yeah, like crazy. Ronaldo's got so much, Brad. Yeah, Ronaldo got the baggy. Hey, real quick, as a soccer dude, who's better, Ronaldo or Messi? Ah, it's a, that's the age-old question. It's, it's they're they're who two different. I like Ronaldo just because I like him yeah. overall. But yeah, they're different style guys. They're both. They're probably one and two best of all time for sure. Shout out my man's Neymar, man. He's going to be on the next decade list. Neymar is definitely getting paid. He's about to go back to Barcelona too. So, <clears throat> Yeah. Yep. My Let's, fault, man. I didn't mean to real. No, no. I thought we was closing out. That shit caught nah. my eye. I was like, oh, man, hold on. Shout out Floyd, though. $915 million. Yeah, That's shout out Floyd. Bread. He got a lot of bread. A lot of cake. Let's uh, let's close it. I'll, I, we'll close it on a couple question, couple more questions, and then I want to ask you about uh, or I, I want to talk about that Isaiah Thomas incident of him going in the stands. But do you what does does anything can Milwaukee actually win the title? Like, is this is it different this year? Like yeah, w- what's different can. about them from like the year like last year? Like ah, uh, they're they're just mowing people over in the regular season. Like, what can they win it this year? Are they real? Because Giannis is the I think the last part. So we talk about like the stages. Of those jumpers woke like, you up, huh? There's also like the what's up? So those jump shots he knocked down the other night woke you up, huh? Yeah, and I'm not. And so here's the thing: I'm not like everybody. Oh my god, he can shoot now. But I put it on Twitter. I said, hey, eventually. He's going to be able to become a somewhat reliable jump shooter, like even if it's 34, 35%, and that should terrify everybody in the NBA. But even the shooting aside, um, 
I feel like he's at that last stage now of like mentally knowing like, oh shit, like I'm the man. You know what I mean? And like, that's when you start winning championships because you got to have that mentality in the playoffs. He's not going to be scared of anything. LeBron had to get there too. He's going to win another. Everybody's talking about him. Like last year it was like, yeah, I get it. Like he was already a super duper star, but like, you know, he kind of had to win that MVP and do that type of shit to really be up there. But now it's like, no, Giannis, you're the best player in the league. Like, he like, didn't believe it almost type yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, again, I, I go back to Kawhi's run last year. You got to have a dude that can do that, who can just say, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take over, and we're going to start winning ball games because I'm the man, and I believe I'm the man. I'm going to take those shots. Like, wasn't there that one game Kawhi shot, like, 35 times in the play? I forget which game it was. It was the – uh was it in the Philly series? Maybe, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, yo, yeah. listen, just give me the ball. I got this. Yeah, just, just give me the ball. I'll take care rock. of it. Rock, everybody else, move around. Give me the rock. I'm gonna go do my thing, and I feel like he can do that. He can do it effectively, and he's a force. So yes, they can absolutely win an NBA championship, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Again, they're not my favorite. Right. Um, my favorite. If if the if the Lakers stay healthy, that's a problem. I just don't see anybody uh, taking seven games of LeBron and AD. Like, it, it's just a little yeah, bit different. It, it's, 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 it's very different. The seven games, is the, the best of seven is tough. Against those two, like, yeah, it's just that that is that at, when it's humming at full tilt, like, that thing is just different. Well, because I, they and, can and, run I also, the, and I also think we're underestimating the. The, the role players, man, they, they they fit over there. That Danny Green fits. Well, Danny Green, Danny, Rondo Danny Green fits. Does. Right. You know what I mean? This is what Danny Green does. Like, oh, contender? Yeah. Put me in. I will let that shit fly. Talk about not scared. Uh, you want to talk about a guy that could play anywhere. He plays D and shoots threes. Like, yeah. put him any, put him on any basketball team in the world and he's going to make an impact, no doubt. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not. So, you, you know, said it's, not... it's different this year for Milwaukee because he actually knows that this is his league now. He knows his place in the league. It's interesting. I like it. He knows. Yeah, he knows. Like you, and again, that that creeps into how you play. Like it's that fu mode. Like yeah, I'm going. I'm going hard. Like I'm ready to go. And I think he also knows this. This is it. He doesn't want to sit around for the next ten years and hear about how he hasn't won a championship. Like in today's culture, it's like, hey, look, oh, you've arrived. Okay, where your rings? But is it one? <laughs> but is it one of those things where Giannis has just got to wait for LeBron to, to go about his business? I don't think he's. I don't think he wants to. But but is that just the facts though? No, I don't. Like, think, I don't. Okay. No, I really don't think so. I think that's a good team. That's a no good ball Le, club. Like no, like like when the folks in the East are like, okay, no LeBron anymore. Like okay, we can make some noise out here. Like Dirk. No, because I think like I Dirk. Think he, when he, it was he, like, "Yo, this is LeBron's first year. This is gonna be my time to get it," or I'm probably not gonna get it. No, because I think that LeBron, like Giannis, actually thinks that he is on the same level of LeBron James. So he's not even like, you know, like you can talk about that with players who are really, 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 really good. But Giannis is great. And I don't think he even thinks like that or that even enters his head like, yo, I need to wait it out for Bron. Or that should even be the narrative around him, man, because I think that that dude is that good. My man's just averaging like 32 and 15. Like 31, 13, and I'll round it up to six. And, and, and handling the rock. PER is almost 35. <laughs> and handling the rock and playing D and plays hard. Like, plays hard. Like, Giannis is a dog. Like, it's not no soft, like, none of that. Like, Giannis is out there playing hard ball. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Giannis is not with that, that friendship shit. He's yep. not shaking anybody's hands. 
like, yo, I'm out here to do my thing. You know what I'm saying? My English is whatever, so I'm out here balling. Like, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No yeah. AAU, no none of that. Like, yeah, that dude is different. Yeah, bro. I don't have no. A- yeah, I don't have the AAU connections. Oh, no, I'm like, not yeah, taking selling, pictures of nobody post game. in the streets. Yeah, like, right. come on, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, gotta yeah, bro. Right. Yeah, selling feta cheese in Athens, yeah. like. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Goodbye. From a different cloth. <laughs> <laughs> no from doubt. A different cloth, bro. All right, yo, let's close it out on this Isaiah Thomas. So obviously, if you're listening to this, you, you can't catch a break. You man. rock with sports, yeah. That is another point too. Like he just be he he always in the in the media for the wrong thing. Bad karma. Um, another guy, another guy that you got to get your money when when you can get it and don't trust these organizations because if you yeah, get injured yeah. and you can't play up to par, they will cut you and, and move on. But oh yeah, yep. Isaiah Thomas is at the free throw line. Guy in the stands is screaming at him the F word, fuck you, you're a bitch, all this other stuff. And that's a quote, by the way. I'm not just saying that. Yeah, that's what he was saying. He goes back to the bench. Isaiah calmly, the guy said he was giving him the double bird, flicking him off. Isaiah Thomas calmly goes in the stands and has a word with dude. Like, yo, you got to relax a little bit. Like, I'm a human being. Like, I'm not here for that. And then the guy, of course, when the guy got in his face, he calmed down and didn't say anything. Zero smoke. Zero. He wanted zero smoke with Isaiah Thomas. How do you? Zero smoke. It's how, funny how that happens. Yeah. It, 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 yo, and it always happens like that. I have a quick story. Pretty recently, I'm driving. And mind you, I don't have road rage. I don't have a temper. And I, I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't a cab because you never know what someone's got in the whip. They yep. can pull out the strap and whatever, right? But I'm downtown. I'm, I'm I'm downtown. I'm driving, and this guy thinks I'm in a lane that goes straight, but it actually turns. And I'm trying to turn, but he's behind me. And he's trying to go straight. He's laying on his horn, bro. Not like honk honk. He's holding the horn for like an obnoxious amount of time. I look in the rearview mirror and it's a cab. Yo, I flat out opened the door, got out, and I'm looking at this dude and I'm like, yo, what's the problem? And like, and he he didn't, he obviously stopped honking, didn't say shit, kind of put his hand up like everything is cool, whatever. I got back in. But what I'm saying is that I like some of these dudes that are completely out of pocket and wrong. You got to send them the subtle reminder, like, "Yo, you can't be sure. out here just acting a fool like this in the no. street." Yeah. Like, so next time, I promise you, that dude that was in Philly, it's not going to be screaming at people, cussing them out with two middle fingers up. And I mean, I would like to think that my man's not just going to honk at people obnoxiously when it's unnecessary. Like, like sometimes you just got to remind folks, and I feel like that's what Isaiah was doing. Yeah. And it's not like some tough guy shit. Or no, not like even. Like, kind of like to your point, it's like I've had a similar situation. I had this dude, he flipped me off in the Dunkin' Donuts parking lot. I got out the car and walked up to his window like, what's up? No, everybody and, thinks uh, it's but, sweet. You're like, oh, no, no, it's all good, right. man. It's all good. I'm like, bro, like, no. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. like, you know, I'm, not, I'm not a fighter at all. I couldn't tell you last time I got into a fight. 
but it's more like, bro, like, yeah, you just you need to chill. Like, you don't need to be out here like that. Yeah, dude. remind like, like yo, calm down, because if no them. one if no one checks these dudes, they'll just be out yeah. here running running wild in the street. Running like, yo, reckless, reckless. Man, so hold I mean, on, to that my point, man. I get it. Um, at the same time, I don't disagree with the league's decision to do what they do, only because because yeah, it could have got ugly. Knows that that rules in place. Well, it could. I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, he's getting suspended. But like, I mean, that goes back to the Artest shit. Like they've they told you flat out if you go on the stands you're getting suspended i don't care what happens but can you imagine like if the dude was really about it and like stole off thomas no oh, that would have been a pro- that we would have had an issue right it's a huge like it's a huge problem you know what i mean that's yeah. why they're like yo don't just don't go in the stands period well these fans yeah, and, these, and these fans like look man we went to the game and we had a good time but like we weren't nothing malicious to, like, disrespect you right know what I'm saying like i wouldn't call dwight howard a bitch Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm not, like, yeah. Unless, and if you came over to me and knocked me out because I did it, I would be like, I deserve that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I called another grown man a bitch. Right. It's more like, oh, you're trash. Like, you can't play. Like, woo, woo, woo. Like, surface level shit. Right. He doesn't give a fuck. He's got a hundred more million dollars than me. <laughs> but, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't start going at people's personal shit. You don't talk about their families. You don't call no, another man a bitch. Like, there's just, fighting words are fighting words forever, bro. And, like, it doesn't matter what it is. You yeah, know what in I'm the stands like, or not, right? Yeah, you don't call. You don't look at another man in his eyes, give him the finger, and call him a bitch. You just don't. You just don't do that. You don't do that. You don't do that. If I walked up to you right now, gave you the finger, and called you a bitch, like it'd be a problem. The problem. You know like, like, that's as simple as that. Like it'd be problematic. You yeah. know? Like, wait, what happened? What you just say? <laughs> <laughs> what? Can you repeat that? What you just yeah, say? Repeat that. Hold on, man. I'm yeah. <laughs> So Straight yeah, up. I don't. And the fans get that tough guy shit all the time, man. Like I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit needs to, needs to go away. Absolutely, yeah. man. We gonna leave it there, man. Big slate of games, Christmas Day, tomorrow. Happy holidays to everybody. Whatever you celebrate, have fun with the fam. Eat good, drink good, open some presents. Um, reach out to the people that you haven't talked to in a minute. Check on them, see what they up to. Make sure everything is Gucci. Um. That's it, man. Happy holidays. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. Available everywhere. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your homies to go uh, leave a five-star review. Do all that. I have uh, some t-shirts left on the site. I'm out of beanies. I have a couple snapbacks, too, but all the winter stuff is gone. I'm going to... I got a couple designs brewing in the head. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to run back, so stay locked there. No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's get it.